Um, this is interesting. The Building Industry and Land Development Association, also known as BUILD, released a survey today of uh, its members, and it shows that a majority of residential construction projects in the GTA have been delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, you might think, well, I'm not in the market for a new home, so how does this affect you? Let's talk about what um, BUILD does. Can you tell people what BUILD is all about? Yeah, BUILD is an industry association that represents residential and non-residential builders in the GTA, as well as land developers, professional renovators, uh, and uh, collectively, our members employ approximately 300,000 residents in the GTA and develop uh, over $30 billion in economic activity annually. And we fulfill the normal role of an industry association. We're advocates on their behalf. Uh, we, we undertake communications and research for them. And we do all the normal things that an industry association does. And you've released a survey today. Um, you spoke to your members. It shows a majority of residential construction projects in the GTA have been delayed because of the pandemic. Give us an idea of the scope of the delays. Yeah, so thank you for that. We undertook a survey in late May. Uh, and as you uh, will recall, um, residential construction was deemed an essential service. But uh, there are a number of reasons why, actually, even while being able to continue to work, that things might get slowed down, including having to appropriately implement health and safety protocols, social distancing, supply chain interruptions, and slowdowns and planning and approvals, all of that can lead to delays. But what the survey really found was um, that of 498 uh, active projects in the GTA uh, that account for 156,000, give or take, new housing units, the majority of them were experiencing delays. And so if you drill that down just to the city of Toronto itself, there were 276 active projects for over just about 105,000 new housing units. And I think anyone who's in the market knows Toronto can use as much housing as, uh, as we can build right now. Uh, and the survey found that between two-thirds uh, of those were delayed between three and six months and roughly 20%. Uh, we're reporting delays of over six months. Okay, so what does this mean to the health of those projects? Because I, I would imagine that budgets can be thrown out of whack. They've all, Developers have already budgeted for a project that should have been, you know, um, well uh, into completion in some cases, and now they're looking at getting supplies. Has, have the supplies increased, and would that have an effect on um, not only uh, the builder's bottom line, but also on what you're going to receive as far as your building is concerned? Yeah, so I think you hit the nail right on the head, uh, Kelly, there. Uh, obviously, when you're planning uh, a residential construction um, development, you know, you're planning these things, in some cases, as many as eight to ten years in advance. And you develop sort of a pro forma where what are the numbers going to be, what are supplies going to cost, what are labor going to cost, how long is it going to take to get approvals, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so what we did is we actually asked Altus Economic Group. They're a group that specializes in taking a look at the economics of home building and real estate. And they crunched the numbers, and they basically found that for Toronto, uh, these delays are going to result in a loss of 9,000 new units uh, over the next 18 months, a loss of 10,000 full-time jobs, and a total loss of $2.6 billion in uh, uh, economic activity for the city in general over, uh, over the next 18 months. 
Let me ask you a little bit about their findings. When they say a loss of about 9,000 housing starts over the course of the next 18 months, do they mean that we'll lose some of those permanently because of being held up, um, construction being held up, or will they just be delayed? Uh, Roughly, we look at 20,000 new units within the city of Toronto proper every year, right? And, And so as you're like taking a look at the housing market, Trying to achieve a balance of, uh, in terms of affordability, means that supply and demand sort of have to match. And so, what you're essentially seeing is, uh, in the 20 to 20, uh, 2021 timeframe, those units that would have been there won't be there. Now, will they come in, uh, in the future? Some of them will. Some of them won't. I think it'll entirely depend on how it impacts the economics of each individual project. And I think that's that's the concern. You know, we have a once, I think, in a lifetime opportunity uh, because demand is, is a little lower now than uh, it has been in the past. That if we'd been able to deliver um, the, the planned amount of units, we would have been able to, I think, uh, get ahead of some of the supply challenges in the city um, and in, in the region itself. Uh, and these delays are threatening the ability to do that. Okay, well, let me ask you this, because it seems like a, an obvious question. I remember when we first started mentioning uh, when we went into a state of emergency in the province with COVID-19 and things started, started to shut down, the building industry was still an essential workplace and, and people were still going to work. So how did COVID um, negatively impact productivity? I mean, was it the, the social distancing rules? What was it? Well, I think you can point to sort of three different uh, um, factors uh, in broad buckets. And, you know, that's a great question, and we get that question all the time. Uh, The first is, quite frankly, we had to make sure that these uh, uh, work sites were safe for our employees. That had to be job number one. And that means you have to implement enhanced um, health and safety protocols, you know, the right sanitation, et cetera, et cetera. That requires you to adjust your site. But then you also have to make sure that you're social distancing. You can't have maybe the same amount of workers in a unit doing drywall, for example. Uh, and so all of that will uh, have had an impact on productivity. And then there's the, the supply chain considerations. Uh, I, you know, everything slowed down. It wasn't just uh, the construction industry that slowed down. Everything uh, in, the, in the economy slowed down, and some businesses that supplied vital materials sort of ground to a halt, had challenges providing that materials, and that also had a contributing factor. And then the third, and this is actually very, very important and germane to this, this conversation, is we also work in partnership with municipalities. We need to get building approvals, permits, inspections, a whole host of, of sort of approvals and documents and interactions with cities at various points of the construction. And, you know, various GTA municipalities responded differently. And in some cases, uh, all of that planning and approval processes just ground to a halt. And so when you factor all of those things together, that's where you get the three to six months for for roughly two-thirds of the projects and uh, 20% of the projects reporting delays greater than six months. So these delays are going to affect um, the housing supply. There, they, we may see more job losses. The Atlas Group uh, said that uh, this will set us back and exacerbate an already existing shortage of housing in the city of Toronto. We may see 10,000 job losses this year. 
uh, because of the reduction in construction activity. Uh, if you are listening to the radio right now and you're thinking, well, I'm secure. I've already got my house. I don't have to worry about this. This does not affect me. Oh, ho, ho. but wait, it does. How will governments be affected by the delays? And in their, their being affected, how will we be affected? Yeah, another great question, Kelly. So um, the simple answer uh, to that is obviously a price of any new home, roughly 25% of uh, the price of that is comprised of fees and taxes and charges that go to all three levels of government. It's an important source of revenue for the municipal governments, for provincial governments, and for the federal government. And so if you're looking at roughly of a loss of 9,000 units, that directly translates into a loss of almost $350 million to the city of Toronto for lost uh, development charges. These are fees that are assessed uh, by the city to new builds. Uh, 13.5 million to 14 million lost in educational development charges. Those are funds that flow to school boards to build new schools. 26 million in lost property taxes that would have been paid to the city. 360 million, give or take, in lost HST that would have gone to the province and would have gone to the feds. Uh, $53 million in lost uh, land transfer tax to the province. And then another $52 million in lost municipal land transfer tax to the city of Toronto. All told, just shy of a billion dollars uh, of lost tax revenue when, quite frankly, governments need, at this point, given the great job that they've been doing in responding to COVID-19, they need all the tax revenue they can get. Did your survey come with any recommendations from the folks at, at Build on how we can speed things up? Uh, as always, because we work so closely with municipalities, we're entering into discussions with the municipalities on how we can, um, because what, what is within the, uh, the purview of municipalities it's not supply chain and social distancing. It's how can we work together to speed up the approvals and planning process? You know, is there a way uh, without incurring uh, incremental cost? Is there a way that they can move staff over so that we can accelerate the backlog of applications that are sitting there in front of them now? You know, are there ways that we can harness technology? We're all used to Zoom now. Can we do virtual consultations with members of the public and the industry as we're considering a rezoning application or something uh, of that like so that we can move these things through uh, quicker? And are there ways that we can just basically, you know, electrify uh, or, or have electronic processing of applications to make things just move faster and smoother? And as well, I you said, think that's the least we could do? Well, I, I, as I said, uh, Kelly, we, we work with, uh, you know, the 26 municipalities across the GTA. And there yeah. are some municipalities that have really, really embraced technology. Uh, and we're not seeing the same type of backlogs uh, as we're seeing in other jurisdictions. And I'm not going to name names. Uh, but is it privacy other... concerns, Justin? Is that one of the things that uh, municipalities are worried about with embracing technology? Uh, I, I I really don't know. I, I, I okay. think you know if you if you have some, if you have some municipalities that are able to do it and some that aren't. I don't think it's I don't think it's it's uh, it's uh, privacy. I, I think it's simply a matter of recognizing that uh, there are better ways of doing things and evolving the culture so that we can work collaboratively to make sure we're meeting the housing needs 
as well as making sure that the funds that are required for the government can flow to the government in a timely manner. I believe it's called Getting with the Times. Justin, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Kelly. Have a great day. Justin Sherwood is Senior VP of Communications and Stakeholder Relationships at Build.